Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Politos. We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing a loving family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about animated movies. Here's a story I didn't get to finish last time. Really? Well, yeah, I had a couple of things, and then we went on this, like, rabbit trail. Mm. I forgot what, what the whole gist was about. Oh, we went on a rabbit trail about um, body hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is going to go straight into our segment, new segment. What was that about? What was that about? So, you know how sometimes you're like... You talk about someone, someone that, like, you met, or, like, a stranger or whatever, something you heard someone say, and you're like, that guy's weird. Yeah. A lot of people are not self-aware, and they don't consider themselves the weird one. hmm You know? Mm-hmm. They always think someone is else is the weird one, <laughs> but it's never you. Yeah. So, I want to describe this. Thing. When you were the weird one? When I was a weird one. Okay. So uh, it was a sunny summer day in Oregon, which is rare, but uh, okay. blue skies. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. And I go, before I go outside, I put on a sweater, zip it up all the way up to my neck. <laughs> I, one of those flappy f- fluffy hats that cover your ears that uh-huh. have like little flaps yeah. on the on the, on the ears and then a little like of uh, fluffy head part, okay you know yeah yeah and gloves pants shoes and a scarf that i have wrapped around like a to cover my mouth and nose Okay, right. and this was on a sunny day in August? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I go outside mm-hmm. with a spray bottle and a towel. So, <laughs> oh, yes, so that, I know what you're So that's, about. that's a picture. Okay, okay. a spray bottle and So a towel. I go okay. outside and uh, I start spraying the, the door frame, the outside door frame of our front <laughs> door. And as soon as I'm doing that, I see our neighbor, <laughs> their door open, uh-huh. and they're about to leave. And they witness the whole thing. They just stare at me and look at what I'm doing. Did you say anything? No. So in the corner of my eye, I catch the the roommate and I'm like, oh, I mean the the neighbor. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just doing my thing. I'm like, ha, this is so embarrassing. Obviously, I'm... I'm like dressed like I'm going (laughs) going sledding there. (laughs) Uh, But it's like in the middle of summer. Uh And so what I'm doing... So is uh i noticed that we had a the a little like wasps nest yeah it wasn't that little though it wasn't that little it was starting to like form into like i don't know maybe like a like two inches or something like uh tall then i feel like it was a no i think it was bigger than that was it yeah if i remember correctly i think it was a bit bigger than that i want to say i don't know but it it was a decent size like i think because i think that this happened more than once when we lived there. Yeah. And I think this time, like the first time, it really was pretty, it was getting to be pretty concerning. It was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the size of like a mega block. Maybe. Well, there's different size mega blocks. Oh, like a two. Two by, uh, two two by, by one. Two, two by one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, And so I'm spraying this sucker, right? Expecting like wasps to come out. And so I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And obviously I Googled what to do before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like dish soap and something, right? Yeah, like vinegar or something, yeah. white vinegar and yeah. uh, hot water mm-hmm. and soap. And so I'm spraying that thing and uh, I, I eventually I spray it to the point where like it just falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. There's there's nothing to it. And so I'm there, done spraying. Were there wasps in it? No. Maybe like actually one or two, but that. Oh, okay, but so just, but it wasn't like full of. Wasps. Just fled, huh? It wasn't like full of a bunch of them. No, okay, no. okay. And so, uh, I'm done spraying, and then the neighbor says, "Like, what are you doing?" And so I just <laughs> tell her, "Like, 
explained to her like there's a wasp's nest right there so that's okay why. i'm glad you explained it i was <laughs> i was imagining that you were gonna say like i just told her like oh nothing like oh don't worry about it <laughs> yeah no i had to explain myself because of the way i was dressed yeah so i knew that i gave that person a story for the day maybe the <laughs> month or the forever yeah. yeah yeah and so um that was it and then i'm done and then i go back inside and the neighbor leaves does their thing so i was a weird one in that scenario so that that's True. what it was about yeah 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 so i, I had to share that because recently i thought about that story mm-hmm. and thought about like yeah we never really say like yeah i was the weird one on the date or on the, I'm the date on the i'm the weird one on the you know i, I had a weird conversation or whatever i was it was my fault yeah i think sometimes um we do like recognize that, oh yeah, this probably seems really weird to people, but I do see what you're saying. Like, I think for the most part, we always know our own point of view and like our own perspective. And of course we're also like the main character in our own story. So it's very easy to justify and like understand our own actions. Like we were talking about, you know, if somebody um, cuts us off in traffic, it's like, what the heck is wrong with you? (laughs) And then like, when we do it, it's just like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. I just needed to get over. Yeah. It's like we never, we don't naturally give the other person the benefit of the doubt. So true. But Or think the best of them. But I think that it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, To work on. However, also recognizing that, like, I think you can also take that too far and realize that I think it is important to, like, protect yourself. Yeah. And realize that there are, like dangerous and crazy people in the world yeah you know so true so it's a balance but um anyway that's kind of getting off topic of what you're saying but yes <laughs> but yeah in that situation you were definitely the weird one yes yes uh what do the people say that's too deep it's not that deep it's not that deep yeah it's, <laughs> it's not that deep but yes I, I agree with you um so yeah so that, that that was it uh that's the thing i wanted to get off my chest nice that's yeah good yeah. It's a good story. Get off your chest and get off of the door frame. Yes. Good. Yeah. 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 Well, um, there's a couple of things to talk about here, so yes. I just want to get straight into it. Well, no, I have one more thing to, to bring up. Okay, go ahead. Remember I said the other day, I said, I said, <laughs> next time we record, I have to talk to you about something that has to do with kids and shoes. Remember that? No. But go ahead. You don't remember? No. Facebook groups are wild, man. I think that Facebook groups are just, that's not the, that's not my main thesis here, but I just, just to give a little bit of context here, like if you're not part of Facebook groups, just it's the wild west out there. Like I was thinking about this today. When, when you go to join a Facebook group, it, it gives you this information about like, this is what this group is about, but you have to take that with a grain of salt because there's, mm. there's the idealistic pie in the sky version of what this Facebook group is supposed to be. And then there's what it actually ended up becoming. And those are often two very different things. <laughs> and it's just funny to yeah. see that. Yeah. I recently joined a Facebook group and then like left it within like a day because I was like, really? Nah. Really? Yeah. Which one was it? It was um, baby led weaning recipes. You left it? Yeah, because I joined it and I was like, very quickly, like, this is not, uh, Facebook groups are not um, very conducive to, like, sharing recipes. So Mm. when I heard that, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is really going to be helpful. And I joined the group and I immediately just saw all this drama. What? There's always drama. It doesn't matter what the group is. And so I immediately see people, like, bashing this one um company and like it's actually somebody like food company uh i don't want to get into it but like a certain group and um it's actually somebody that i really like and so even if it wasn't i was just like immediately there was drama so i was just like no this is not what i'm here for so i just left wow yeah but that's just kind of what happens with facebook groups i've found a lot of times but sometimes not and i think that a lot of it comes down to like the page admins and the moderators and stuff they can make it a really good environment because yeah um there are some groups i'm part of that are really great yeah but it's i think it's just very easy for it to spiral into this like super gossipy drama filled space yeah 
So that being said, this is not that dramatic. It was more of just a just a question that I came across that I was like, huh, this is an interesting topic, I feel. What's the question? So I recently joined this group okay. called um, like Kids Minimalist Shoes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it has to do with like minimalist shoes for kids. And um, I think it, yeah, it's buy, sell, trade, but then also people sometimes just like ask questions and ask for advice and stuff. Okay. So this lady was saying that her son, her young son wanted these specific this specific type of shoe. Mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember if this was, if I'm mixing this with a different post, but there was definitely one where <laughs> this little boy, he really wanted this certain type of shoe because it looked like um, a Pokemon trainer shoes. Oh. And um, they were like just very typical shoes. They weren't barefoot style shoes. Mm-hmm. So in this post, the mom was saying like, my son really wants this certain kind of shoe. And I see that a lot of like, oh, my you know, my son or my daughter really wants this kind of shoe because this is what all their friends are wearing or this is like yeah. what's popular. This is what everybody at school is, see- is wearing. So can you recommend something that is similar that is minimalist or barefoot style? Yeah. So um, if you're not really familiar with like the barefoot shoe world, I'm gonna, I'll give you a super quick definition of what a barefoot shoe is. So it's, there's like a few different... Um, qualifying factors to make something barefoot. So it has to be zero drop, which means that the sole of the shoe doesn't have any, um, it's flat, basically. It doesn't um, go up. Like it's not thicker at the heel mm-hmm. or at the toe. It's um, it's zero drop. So it's all the same width. Mm-hmm. It has to be flexible. So you have to be able to like fold the shoe in on itself easily. Mm-hmm. And that's so that your foot is able to move naturally. Um, and then it's supposed to have a wide toe box so that your toes can actually like spread out um, and they're not being constricted by the shoe. Um, I think that's it. Zero drop, flexible, wide toe box. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Those are the three main categories, three main things to look for. Um, so, so this woman was asking that, right? And in this particular case, though, she was saying that her son was really insisting, like, these were the shoes he wanted. He wasn't going to compromise for a different pair. Like, so she wasn't sure what to do. And, of course, because this is a Facebook group, there were all these comments. It was very divided. (laughs) Some people were saying, like, "Um, it's not that deep. Just let him wear these shoes. Just, like, get him these shoes. It's not a big deal unless he's going to be wearing them, like, 24-7. Just let him wear the shoes. Then this other group was like, you're the parent. You can tell him we don't wear that kind of shoes, and here's why. They're not healthy for your feet. And give give him options to pick from and tell him he can choose from one of these. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then there were people in, in the middle who were being a little bit more reasonable. But I, all the drama aside, I just thought that, because obviously people are just so reactive to everything, but I did, I did think it was an interesting question, right? We have talked many times on this podcast about the things that we care about, that we try to implement in our lives, but how we never want to be controlled by those things. People are always more important. And we definitely don't do that perfectly or implement that perfectly, but that's what we are striving to do with our life. Uh-huh. So when it comes to our kids, as they get older and have more opinions about things, you know, if something like this situation were to come up, I'm just thinking through like, how would we handle that? Yeah. You know, and obviously shoes is just one very small example, mm-hmm. but with other things like, um, just things that sort of are different than how we generally try to live our life. Yeah. You know, if our child really wanted to do something different, you know, like what would we do in that scenario? And I was just thinking about like, on the one hand, I was thinking like, I feel like exposure is a big part of this. So Mm -hmm. if your child is just, if your child just grows up, sticking with the shoe thing, like just grows up wearing barefoot shoes and wearing like one kind of shoe, Mm -hmm. then that's what they're going to be used to. Mm -hmm. And if they're not 
seeing all these other kids all the time and being like really influenced by other kids wearing other kind of shoes, then it probably won't be that big of a deal to them. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I wouldn't want to like, <laughs> sounds so silly, but like shelter my child from other types of shoes. Yeah. And for them to one day just be like, oh, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want them to feel in a way betrayed. Like we had purposefully kept them from the world and tried to like convince them that, oh, you know, these mainstream shoes are so terrible and like so evil. Yeah. You know, because that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, On one uh, uh, one specifically? Like just how would we handle that kind of a thing? Or does it depend on the situation or, you know? I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) I think you have to think like a child and they want, if they see something cool, they would want that. Mm -hmm. I would try to see if there's like a, a alternative uh, to see if there's something that's like similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but most likely you're not going to find something that looks just like that. Like for, for instance, if you want like a Nike shoe, you, you can't really, those are really different, like mm-hmm. some specific ones, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so you can't get a, uh, preferred shoe like that. Yeah. Uh, so I would maybe just allow them to, to go to to get the shoes that they want yeah and maybe i mean i think a kid won't really care about the like the the arch support and like the <laughs> right the negative impact exactly know, cause and stuff like he's not gonna worry about that so i was gonna say like well he might just and at the end, once he has the shoes, he, re- he might realize, like, actually, yeah, you're right. I like these other shoes. I think the better for me, you know, the the uh, the barefoot shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they they were gonna get to come to that conclusion. Yeah, as, I think that's as what a kid. I think that's what some of the people were saying, like, oh, let him get them, and he'll realize how like uncomfortable they are, and blah no. blah blah. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think that he's not gonna come to that conclusion, even if he does stop wearing them because yeah. maybe they are uncomfortable. He's not gonna connect that of like, oh, it's probably because they have all this arch support and yeah. the toe box is too narrow. Like he's not gonna think about that. No, no. So uh I I would pick and choose your battles. Yeah. And and I would maybe let them choose for themselves, you know, the yeah. they want. See, I think that for me and sounds like for you, that's not really a hard decision to no. like make that to, cho- to just say, like, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. But I think that there are other things that would be more difficult. Like, um, you know, I think we have... I- I'm just also thinking about, like, entertainment, right? Yeah. So, like, there might be TV shows and movies and things that are more of, like, our ideal of, like, okay, these are the kind of things that we think would be best. Yeah. But then if, like, you know, like, let's say five years from now or something, if Miguel's like, oh, I really, really want to watch this one thing. And we're yeah. like, oh, it's not like, it's not necessarily bad. Yes. There's not any huge issues with it. But is it really what we would prefer you to be watching? Maybe not. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think like, I, it's hard, I think, to find that balance between overly sheltering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just not having any boundaries at all. Yeah. Because I think that we do have the responsibility to control what like comes mm-hmm. into our home. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about the impact that that's going to have on your child, on their like relationship with you. If you're constantly... Um, stopping them. Stopping them from everything and also painting the outside world as like this horrible yeah dangerous place of like well no we don't do that because blah, yeah. blah, with everything yeah 100 percent uh i think i think it is like that deep like let, let's let, let's break it down like let's get into the heart of it and you need to like re look at your like family's mission statement mm-hmm. your um uh, values mm-hmm. and all that that you have as a family and see, okay, where do the barefoot shoes fit in this? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it might not really be in there at all. If yeah. it is, I think it's, I think that's just a priority issue. Like, <laughs> I don't think it should be a like mission statement or like a part of the values of like, we 
like <laughs> we well, don't wear mainstream shoes yes you know yeah like i get it the barefoot shoes it's like it, it helps it's better for you blah blah yeah. i understand that right but i think at the end of the day like is it gonna um like it's it's gonna have a a, a better impact if the, if your child like, is gonna have a positive impact if, if the child like you know um you allow your child to pick the the Nike shoes over the Biffa shoes. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, much of a bigger impact than if you say, you know what? No, those shoes are bad. You're going to wear these shoes. They're going to like maybe resent you for that. Or, yeah, like, you know they might be a little more depressed because it's, their friends are you know having these cool <laughs> shoes or whatever. And yeah, they're have, just feeling left out. Yeah, feeling like they're different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, you have to revisit your like I mean values that mm-hmm. you have and. um and maybe like you know, choosing a healthier lifestyle and stuff with a barefoot shoes might fit in there. But I think you have to just look at your priorities as a family. And uh, is mm-hmm. it gonna like you know ruin them like their feet? Like I mean, not really. Not really. Uh, I think that you know I, th- I think it's okay to be flexible in that. Even what if the that? shoes aren't flexible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's my that's my point, uh, and and um, I think it's it's good. I thought about um, the last thing I'll say is I thought about this recently when we were at the library and uh, we we put put on the the perfect shoes for like the first time on Miguel, mm-hmm. and obviously all these other kids have the like sneakers and all that stuff, right? And uh, here he is with these like moccasins, but they don't stand out that much right now because he's a baby, right? And obviously as it gets older, he's gonna realize like my shoes are different. <laughs> like what the heck, you yeah. Know? So um, I, I know that at one point he might be like, "Hey, what's up with these shoes?" Well. For a while, I was actually starting to feel a little weird because he was just barefoot all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, we literally didn't have any shoes for him. Yeah. And I was And like, we didn't think he needed them. Yeah, I didn't think he needed them, and I, um, and I stand by that. I don't think yeah. he did need them. But I was just looking around, especially, like, at the library or other places where he was, like, getting down and crawling. I was like, oh, he's the only one with um, bare feet, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. But I did just feel like uh, I think the Same. other people might be judging a little bit. Yeah. And that's okay. That that's fine, but um But yeah, and specifically on the shoe thing, they um there actually are a lot of uh barefoot style shoes that look very mainstream. Yeah. You just have to like know where to get them. Um yeah. because it's kind of like, do you want to wear barefoot shoes as a statement? Because if you do, there's a lot of ones that look super crunchy. Yeah. Like super granola. But then there's other ones that look very normal. Like yeah. Like just very mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just are barefoot style. Um, but yeah, one last thing I wanted to add on this and then we can move on is just, I think another aspect of it is I want to teach my child how to make good decisions mm-hmm. and not teach them that they always have to look to somebody else to make their decision for them. Yeah. And so that's going to look super different when he's five versus when he's like 15. Mm-hmm. But along that way, I would want him to learn how to make good choices, even if it's not exactly what I would do in that situation. Yeah. But I'm still able to trust him that like he knows how to make a good choice. And that I think also involves sometimes letting our kids make bad choices mm-hmm. and you know come in contact with what that feels like as long as we are protecting them yes you know as much as we should and need to yes. but i think you know that's part of the process so if we're constantly saying like no you can't do this you can't do that mm-hmm. on things that are not the most important thing yeah i don't think that's raising a a person who knows how to like make good choices you know there's this mom that i follow on instagram who has talked about like um one of her best sort of like parenting advice is to um like say yes as often as you can Mm -hmm. and um and i think that it's just a good kind of like perspective shift of thinking like we don't there's no reward as a parent for like how much control you have over your child or like how much you can uh, like your goal should not be to like go against them as much as possible. Yeah. And 
it, it's not a, it's not the sign i guess of a good parent that you are constantly like contradicting what your child wants to do yeah and so she was saying like if when your child asks you for something think about it for a second and think mm-hmm. well, actually can i say yes to this or is there a way that i can say yes to this yeah and sometimes there won't be for many different reasons mm-hmm. but you know if you can just just say yes and just like that that can be a really powerful you know mindset for your relationship with them and just your your parenting and mm-hmm. you know your child shouldn't think that your your job is to like tell them no all the yeah. time you know if that's the main thing they're hearing from you it might be something to kind of like reevaluate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah we should share this uh, little segment and just post it on that uh put it in one of the comments under the the post <laughs> yeah just share this this whole like sound clip yeah <laughs> yeah here's my response to <laughs> your question it's so funny but yeah so just uh just let them get the pokemon trainer shoes yeah oh yeah going back to that yeah 100 percent. yeah but actually somebody found um, a barefoot pair that looked so similar oh that's that's funny yeah interesting so, that's it nice well, I want to get to the nitty gritty. I want yes, I want to get into the nitty gritty. You mean down to the nitty gritty? I want to get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> I forgot my own catchphrase. <laughs> so my top five best animated movies, and no, it's not. There's no Disney involved. What? I just because what? I just uh, I'm assuming people I might think choked. like oh they're they're all like Disney and stuff. I almost choked. But um, no, this is n- a Disney free zone. Well, maybe because I actually thought about this. Oh, you told me about this like 30 minutes before we recorded. I thought about it for like three minutes. Okay. And I had five movies ish come to mind. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna share mine too. Okay. But mine are not as like mine are more like gut reaction. Okay. Which I think that's fine, too. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you sat me down with, like, all the animated movies out there, I could probably be convinced otherwise. Yeah. But these were the ones that really came to mind as, like, if I was going to watch an animated movie, what would it be? Okay. Mine in particular, I uh, don't have any Disney because th- these are, like, my top five non-Disney animated movies. Oh. So if if I were to sit down and like think about all of the animated movies, I'm sure there's going to be like at least two Disney movies in there, like Pixar. So you purposefully you, you purposefully excluded Disney from this? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. Um, maybe one or two of these movies might be in my all time top five like animated movies. Okay. Ever. Interesting. Interesting. But, but I'm just not thinking Disney right now. Well, okay. You and I are doing very different things here, then. So. <laughs> That's fine, but oh well. We're just going to talk about animated movies, apparently. Yes, so no rhyme or reason. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, briefly just say say what it is and share a favorite scene, Mm. and then that's it. Cute. Okay. So my number five. So I think I thought about this yesterday and today, and I think I have them in order. Okay. I just wanna. Okay, got it. My number five of all time non-disney animated movie is spider spidey is it spider-man into the spideyverse he doesn't even know what it's oh called. my gosh it's spider-man into the spideyverse that's with the Mal- Mar- it's Mar- not Mar- spideyverse this. isn't it just spider-verse oh the spider-verse sorry yeah i yeah. always say spideyverse but that's not what uh, it is <laughs> spider-man into the Sp- spider-verse that's not disney no that's sony oh yeah it's spider-man the Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Still. Yeah. Except for when they collabed uh, Disney but and what about Tom? Sony. Like the Tom Holland Spider-Man? Uh, I just said. Except for when uh, Sony and <laughs> well, Disney just made a collab with uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh, got it. Yeah. That's yeah. a collab? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We're like, we'll let you borrow Spider-Man mm. if Sony keeps all the, the box office money and then Disney just uh, gets the money from like having spider-man at like disneyland california adventure and all that stuff really yeah interesting yeah okay go on. anyway so um you haven't seen it it's really good it's the first movie uh of the soon to be trilogy it's um one of the first movies i think the first movie that has ever done a 
kind of like a comic book themed movie mm-hmm. and has all the comic book stuff like the the powers the animation and the animation yeah. like when you punch someone you see the little you know reaction and stuff and yeah it's very cool the animation is so well done and it's like animated to to look like a comic book yeah but also it's a movie so it's really great um with the animation and stuff and the the story as well is so good mm-hmm. the voice actors are like great like i was just watching a video right before recording talking about the problem with um uh, celebrity uh voice actors the problem with it yeah like okay. it, yeah recently there's been some horrible movies where like they're like they have huge celebrity actors like names yeah um and and they're there just to because of the the name that they have yeah a or b listers right right so anyway um with spider-man uh into the spider-verse spider-verse sorry i keep saying spider-verse um it it the the actors are are great they're like they fit the character they're not celebrities yeah, some of them are, but no, they're not like huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite scene. I kind of forgot about this movie, um, but my favorite scene would be, um, I guess scenes would be like when you they introduce a new character. They uh, the, each Spider Man because there's so many Spider Man from different universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you see like comic books. Um, laid out and you see like the front cover uh the, the spider-man on the front cover and they they tell briefly the story of how they got bit by a spider and the universe and stuff and so those are my favorite scenes it's really funny mm-hmm. so that's my top five my my no that's my number five nice yeah cool well i guess i'll share non-disney ones oh i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to come up with five that are like my favorites though but i have like three at least that came to mind okay so i'll share I'll share some, and then I'm not sure if I'll have all five, but... Gotcha. Um, and also, mine are not really in any particular order, but... Okay. Okay, so the one that I just thought of uh-huh. that is definitely up there as, yeah. like, one of the best animated movies um, with a little asterisk next to it. Um, that is Hoodwinked. Oh, that Hoodwinked was... Hoodwinked is... Oh, no, is that on your list? It is on my list. Oh, Okay. Hoodwinked is one of the best animated movies out there. <laughs> the best storytelling, the best writing, like it's so good. The big, 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 big asterisk is that I'm sure yeah, yeah go ahead. The animation is whack. Yes. Like the, the animation style, it looks like you're playing a computer game from like nineteen ninety-three. Uh, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Watching it now in twenty twenty-three, it's like so bad. a little unnerving, but it it's honestly fine because of how good the just the writing is and and the actors and everything. I really wish that they would just redo it like just the animation. Like yes. they can keep everything, they can keep the the voices, the mm-hmm. everything and just mm-hmm. redo the animation and it would be incredible. 100%. It is so good. Yeah. There's so many funny lines from that movie. Yes. It's just it's it's so good. I guess uh, since we're sharing favorite scenes, um, oh, I bet we have the same one. Is it the one? Is it when like is your favorite scene when they're in uh, like the house and um, they're they're like kind of interrogating? Um, I, I think so. The thing with like the yes. the guy in the tank. The guy in the tank. <laughs> yeah, what? like we can't arrest people for being creepy. Yes. Yeah, that oh, whole scene. You just deliver the punchline. <laughs> Yeah, so this no, that's not the punchline. Dude. The punchline. Okay, so the, oh, it's not. It's not good. Yeah, he, the um, the cop says, or the detective. The detective. Say, yes. Says, well, we can't arrest people for being creepy, and then the cop sa- says his, into his like um, walkie-talkie, he's like, hey, you know that guy we got in the tank? Yeah, the creepy one. Uh huh. Better let him go. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite scene. Yeah, it is so it's funny. So good. That. That movie is just, it's so clever. Yes. Like, it's hilarious. And I think that it's not predictable. No. Like, the first time I watched it, when you find out, like, who the villain is and stuff, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. The characters are so well written. And, yeah. So, Hoodwinked is amazing. That's my number two. Oh, dang. Yes. It, okay, so, it has been at number one for so long uh, uh, until... 
this week and you Ooh. know what my number one is now um just because i said that it i recently saw a movie this week and i'm like that's my number one wow so hoodwink was my number two one for a long for a long time um it's it's all about um just fairy tale characters and like the there's the um the main characters the little red little red riding hood yeah and then the grandma goes missing and there's a wolf that you know they think okay he ate the grandma or whatever yeah. and just the writing is like you said is so good it's yeah. so funny and you're gonna notice there's a theme in my top five it's either um action adventure or comedy those are my like favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. in general. Okay. And so um Hoodwink is just extremely funny. Mm-hmm. I love it. And like you so said, good. the animation is horrible, but the the writing, the jokes, everything is it just makes well up done. For it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love when they're uh they're in the cave and uh the, the little squirrel. I love the little squirrel or chipmunk <laughs> or whatever. It's a squirrel thing. Yeah, and he um he he sees these like quote unquote candles and yeah. he reads it and he's like, Oh, Dinamite must be Italian. <laughs> yeah. And then and he, he lights him up. Yeah. And he like drinks I mean uh and then he talks super fast. Yeah. And then uh the wolf and the squirrel they're like friends and they're like, um you shouldn't have been drinking coffee or something. Yeah, but, he's like, you should switch to decaf. He's yeah. like, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when they um they they record his voice and then they play it in slow motion and he oh, sounds like so that. sophisticated and like just very cool yeah, and collected. I think he's a British uh voice actor. Is it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so funny. Oh well, yeah, because we gave him coffee and then he drink it talks so fast. Yeah, and then there's the goat. Oh yeah. Thirty seven years ago, which doesn't put a spell on me. And he's so his whole that was good. his whole thing is that thank you. Is that he, a witch put a spell on him so that he has to sing everything so he yeah. can't speak. And then they say something like, really? And he's like, yep. They're like, you just talked just then. He's like, did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? <laughs> so good. Oh, man. So good. Okay. My number three. What about four? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> My number four yeah. is so good. It's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <gasps> that was gonna one. be my next one. Yeah, really? not two. No, two, two is, is good. Little, two is good, good, but number one is way I better. Think, I think two. It, it does continue the. It has just additional jokes. That's really funny, but um, it's a little weird. It kind of loses the, the magic a little bit. Yeah, it's a little more extreme and stuff. But <laughs> um, so true. the number one is so uh, good. The first one is so good. Yeah, um, I love it. The animation is awesome. The the jokes, the story, the, the comedy is well done. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene from that movie, there's a big giant uh, fishbowl, right? Okay. And with a tiny little, like the smallest goldfish or like sardine, right? So because the, the whole thing about it is that they live in this like island where they um, have a sardine factory. That's how they make money, right? Okay. And so they have like this world's smallest sardine and they try to like, they have this like little amusement park to try to bring like, you know, uh, visitors and to make, to profit. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's like a little, uh, the, the giant fishbowl, like okay. huge, like a, like three stories high. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's like a little like um, benches uh, on one side where people could sit and uh, it, it's like a little splash zone, right? There's like only a splash zone <laughs> for like one person. Oh, because the, yeah. the, the sardine is so small, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then um, there's like a hurricane with all the food stuff at, towards the end, an act three, and the it makes the fishbowl uh, tumble and fall. And so all the water comes towards like the benches and all people are sitting. Okay. And it splashes everyone except for that one guy sitting in the splash zone. <laughs> and he's disappointed, right? Yeah, he's, he's just like, oh, man. He's like, oh, man. He has like a poncho or something, think, right? Yes, like yes. he was already. He was so to excited. And, yeah. he, and everyone, everyone got <laughs> whacked up for that guy. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't have a favorite scene, but one of my favorite lines is, um, <laughs> "Me too, but about you." Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. What about? Uh oh. Oh my gosh! So the, the big baby the, guy. Yes, the the cover of the sardine 
cans is a little baby and he grows up like we we see this character he's like a side character and uh he still plays that role so he's like just shirtless and has like a diaper, diaper and he's like and this then, big guy yeah and his little catchers was like uh-oh as a little baby and yeah. still says that as an adult uh-oh yeah, yeah it's so funny so funny. so good i i love that movie mm-hmm. so that's so a good, good one really yeah good. yeah and then oh i think the other another like bonus favorite scene is when it's snowing ice cream and it's just like the whole town is covered with with ice cream mm-hmm. and um the scientist has never played uh been in a snow, snowball fight and so the one of the side characters explains what it is and he's like snowball fight like to the death <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that's so good okay um next one on my list I was going to say a specific thing, more specific, but I'm going to keep it more general, which you'll see what I mean. Okay. Um, uh, peanuts. Oh. Like classic peanuts. And I was originally going to say. Like not the new, newer one? No, not the new one. Oh. I'm okay. talking about like the classic peanuts. And I was going to say. It's a show, but. Well, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's a show, but it wasn't like on TV. That's true. Um, Bad DVDs and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say a Charlie Brown Christmas, mm, but I good. also really love the Thanksgiving one Oh, with the popcorn and the toast. I, I don't remember that one, but have okay. you seen it? I think so. Okay. Well, I've been, I've been married to you for almost five years. So I'm sure at this point I've seen it <laughs> yeah. a couple times. So they're, they're trying to make Thanksgiving dinner and yeah. they're struggling. And then Snoopy ends up making um, just like a bunch of popcorn and buttered toast. <laughs> and that's like their Thanksgiving dinner. And I think candy too, but interesting. Anyway, I just love all the um the like classic peanuts. The the new movie is good too. Yeah. Like I think they really uh stayed true to the original mm-hmm. idea and everything. Um but the peanuts, I think the magic of the peanuts is just that it's very simple. Yeah. Like very very simple and there's a lot of times not a ton of dialogue. Um no. you know cuz like Snoopy doesn't talk. So true. So the scenes with Snoopy are very funny cuz you know, he's just it's all just like actions based and um, very animated. <laughs> yeah, just very, very simple, and I feel like ahead of its time with just how kind of clever mm, it was. Mm-hmm. I think that it wasn't that originally like a comic book strip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a comic strip in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh huh. Nice. Charles One of the first Schultz. ones to have done that. My number three is not one, not three, not four, but. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Yes. I was wondering if Shrek was going to be on your list. Yes. So when you think about Shrek, um, it's a little like raunchy, it risque is raunchy. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's not really mainly for little chamacos, little ch- children, but um, it's really funny. Uh, I love yeah. Shrek 2. It, it's when they go to the far, far away land. It's like Hollywood and just all these little um, references <laughs> to to uh real life stuff like they have kind of like a starbucks stuff and when um when one starbucks building gets destroyed everyone runs away and then crosses the street to the next starbucks <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's a good and one. um it's just so funny like the gingy like the gingerbread um you know, I'm not sure if I have a favorite scene. Mm-hmm. There's just so many little references to stuff, and it's really funny. And it's all these like fairy tale characters and involved. And uh, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's so good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that my favorite line would be like, not the gumdrop button. Not the gum- gumdrop button. <laughs> what? Um, when like the, they turn in, uh, this giant, um, the a baker creates a super giant uh sized uh gingerbread uh-huh. to help like uh break into the castle okay and uh and then they the guards um throw down this like fireball and hits one of the drum uh gumdrops and it falls <laughs> and so that's when that uh, little oh. gingy says not the gumdrop button oh my gosh that's yeah. funny yeah shrek is good i think i I find it a little uh, much. What do you, you mean? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I find it a little obnoxious sometimes. <laughs> oh, I see. But when I actually, like, sit down and watch it, it is very good and very clever. Yeah, it's so funny. I've heard the 
um, spinoff to to this of uh, Puss in Boots, the new yeah. one. Once upon you heard, a, you heard it was good, right? I heard it's it's great. Yeah, I haven't I seen it. I want to watch it though. Same. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, Shrek. I, I I hope they make a, the fifth one. I think there's like rumors and stuff. Really? Yeah. It's it's so good. And Donkey, like the Eddie Murphy uh, voicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so good. So and good. Shrek, the the characters is is funny and mm-hmm. stuff. So I love it. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend it for for little kids, but yeah, it's good. Ironically, for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like Pinocchio's wearing a thong. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It is raunchy. Okay, so again, mine aren't really in a particular order. We sp- have spent a ton of time on this podcast talking about this movie, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Okay. But I would be remiss to not mention Claws. I was that was that's my honorable mention. Oh, okay, yeah, cuz I yeah. don't want to get I know too in the weeds with like Christmas movies, but um that movie is so good incredible like i you know we we talked so much about it on the um christmas movie uh what's it called tournament Tournament. (laughs) yeah it won it won one year yeah so we you can go back and listen to that if you want to hear more about it but we just both when we were watching it we were like this is amazing yeah so good it's cozy vibes to the extreme and the animation is so unique and the stories is great as well so good yeah. yeah, if I was going to give an honorable mention to a different, another Christmas movie, it would probably be Arthur Christmas. That's a good one, that too. Also That's so funny. so good. So good Very and so funny. clever. Yeah. yeah. All right, what's your number one? Well, number one. So uh, I recently watched this this past week. Um, I watched it uh, one, one and a half times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is the sequel to Into the Spideyverse. Um and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. It is so well done. It recently came out, um, I think this year, and it is amazing. Like, it's just way better than the first movie. It's just, it's pretty long. It's like two two hours and 20 minutes. Um, I love just, like, the attention, attention to detail mm-hmm. uh, with the art the animation for each universe for each character they have a specific theme like for one of them um their world is all like mood ring theme uh-huh when the characters um just feelings changes emotions change so does the art yeah the color so changes cool. and but it's like, crazy subtly not to yes. like the point where it's like distracting mm-hmm. but yeah that's yeah it's really cool sorry go ahead no no it's, it's, it's good there's a scene where um the dad finds out that um gwen that's the name of the character spoilers she uh yeah uh, but it's also in the comics and stuff yeah yeah finds out that she's a um spider spider woman mm-hmm. that he's been going after um and you could tell there um his the way he's painted is um drawn or whatever uh is he's um have red and have blue mm. blue to represent him being a cop mm. and then the other side to represent the daughter and so, or maybe it's like pinkish and stuff, but, um, and so he's kind of torn. Like his love for her. Yeah. He's yeah. torn. And then, um, he decides, you know, I'm going to arrest you anyway. And so then he's fully covered in blue. Yeah. So stuff like that. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's subtle that again, it's like so this subtle. is not, cause when you're describing it, it sounds like it could be very like distracting and weird, but yes. no, it's very like, it's so well done. Yeah. And it's a movie where I've never really been that amazed to like to see like the background and stuff mm-hmm. because the background the animation like the you know with 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 that scene and stuff that also tells a story yeah so like the writers don't need to like add a, an extra line or two to mm-hmm. say something they they show it in the animation i think it yeah it's really like raising the bar i think for animated movies 100 percent. when i've seen half of it <laughs> and yeah. um i i'll just say like in the first couple scenes you know there was this moment in that in in that world where um a creature comes in from uh, um, another uh, multiverse yeah right universe another universe yeah and it was like you could immediately tell from the animation that this was from a different universe but it was Mm -hmm. like i don't know it was just so well done where you could it's like you were experiencing it in the way that it's that 
you would expect the character was experiencing it. Like you see this thing and you immediately know like this, something's wrong. Like this doesn't seem right that this creature is here. And it's just like, I don't know. It just, it really, I think sometimes I think animation, an animation style can be too jarring and pull you out of the movie a little Mm -hmm. bit and out of that world. But this one actually like brings you into it more. Yeah. To where it's like, it feels so immersive. Yes. It's so good. It's, yeah. uh, I think to make a great animation, mo- animated movie, it has to, obviously the animation look awesome, but mm-hmm. also the story needs to be great. Yeah. And this one does both. Yeah. Like it just story, story wise, it's so good. Like you do need to watch the first one. I mean, the, it recaps the first one for you uh-huh. in a way that's like, okay, I, I think I got it right. But yeah. I think that um, it does revisit some of the elements from the first movie yeah it's like the villains like hey I, I was actually in the first movie and here's how and you're like wait what yeah what so it's cool and then there's um a reference at the beginning of the movie like the first maybe 20 30 minutes or whatever it um references some stuff that's gonna happen or like if you mm. In theaters, you wouldn't have realized it because you need to pause it. If you pause certain stuff, you will see like, oh, they just kind of give you a big uh, uh, spoiler or a little really? teaser for the end. Yeah, really. Yeah. So I love the um, the the start and finish. I love how it like it, it ties in perfectly. The start, it, it like it just it's a perfect sandwich. Mm. Um and. Yeah, to end it, my favorite scene would be just, like, seeing all these other Spider-Men. Like, there's, like, a lobby full of hundreds of Spider-Men. Oh. And from different, like, you know. uh, Peter Porker. Yeah, from different, like, walks of life and stuff. Yeah. So, like, obviously that caters to the the fans. You're like, what? And there was a couple of times where you made fun of me uh, where I actually, like, out loud said, like, what? No way. Well, yeah, because Adi was watching this movie on his laptop like sitting next to me on the couch the other night and he had his headphones on. Yeah. I was doing something else and he was like talking out loud to himself. Yeah. Uh, here and there, like you were, you were like chuckling. Yes. Which I mean, that makes sense. But then it's funny. you kept uh, several times. You're like, what? Like, or like, no way. Or something like that. And I was like, what? who's he talking to? Yeah, just, yeah. You know, if it's different universes. So I was very like amazed. Just like, <laughs> what how is this possible <laughs> so yeah yeah hopefully that didn't give a lot give a lot of uh spoilers but well, um it's all right yeah it so good so yeah for a favorite movie i think maybe of all time whoa maybe even disney whoa well that, that is it for maybe this episode yeah i think that was good yeah i think it's i think it's oh, good to revisit uh oh these animated movies and stuff well uh there's no uh quote because our baby just woke up and we're gonna end this okay well see you next time bye bye i don't drink coffee 37 years ago which doesn't put a spell on me did i did i did i did i did i did i did i